let me go out here. Let me get one way. Dude, look at the ocean. Look at that. Look how straight flat that horizon is. Looks flat, doesn't it? A long time have I watched. All his life has he looked away to the future, to the horizon. I know what radio frequency they're transmitting. You're listening to Frequency Horizon. Frequency Horizon. The Frequency Horizon. Frequency Horizon. I wonder what Horizon's like. It might be just what we need. Okay, gonna take a closer look now. Frequency. Bring me that horizon. bouncing one way and entering in music from electronic producers that we played on our show before. That was the Oregon Eclipse Gathering. Spoiler alert, I made it. Didn't see everyone. How could you? There was reportedly 130,000 people. 30,000 officially. Learned a few things and even ended up meeting someone who's shot a music video in Tofino before. And guess what? I was on Eclipse FM 94.5. You get to hear all that tonight, as well as learning about how indigenous movements, the Standing Rock movement, how that transitioned to the Eclipse movement. Plenty of time. For now, we're in studio with a couple friends. How are you doing tonight, guys? That's Max and Slade. First timers here in the Frequency Horizon Studios. Just chilling out. Who knows where the night will go? Sounds like Phrase is going to drop by. There's a show at the Legion. And Phrase is going to grace us with his presence. Can't wait. This is the Frequency Horizon. There'll be a lot of music tonight from folks who are at Oregon Eclipse. And the program, I have it here. I mean, <laughs> it's almost harder than reading an entire road atlas for the United States. <laughs> Crazy the amount of top talent that then made their way down there. It's such a, an unassuming venue. The interior of Oregon. We're going to knock off different styles one by one throughout the evening, from side trance to ambient to tech house. And we're going to start with and me, Avalon. 
and you'll start to witness a Tough City Radio 90.1 FM to Eclipse FM 94.5 transition and the segment I produced for them. Stick with us, there's lots to come.
darting across the path humans moving to and from some stationary all the way across the United States people have their telescopes out trying to snap pictures really deciding what life means to them you know what do you think about the eclipse is it tripping you out or what they told pregnant women to stay out so to stay away from it yeah, it's supposed to do something to harm the kids. Yeah, but I gotta, what I'm tripping about is I gotta sit up here in the dark for a couple minutes. And I don't know what type of animals are gonna start coming out. Oh, what kind of animals are around here? Cougars, bears, raccoon, you name it, they're here. Fox, coyotes. You'll be okay. Wolves. I don't think they're hiding from this shit. See? You don't smoke cigarettes? Oh yeah, you just said I that. don't have any, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite part of the festival so far? I haven't really done it. Yeah? Well, done. thanks for working. I did box office at uh, Enchanted. It's a tough job, you know? I just pulled off the absolutely impossible. I got a bracelet to Oregon Eclipse. The eclipse is literally happening right now. I just arrived just in time. I've got glasses. And uh, the festival is just, it's at its apex right now. What do you guys think? It's awesome. So trippy, hey? You're not looking at it. No, hey, him. Why not? 
now's the time we consider something bigger than ourselves, even if you're not always looking at it. Wander around, lilting to and fro. Look over your shoulder, but make sure to pull, put up, pull up your specs while you do it. A lone biker in red and black diamond pants. Someone swigging a water bottle, and I'm glad I filled up mine. Star in Big Bang. Look for signs. Who is she? Good question. There's nobody else on this planet I'd rather give a shit than you right now. I got water, yeah. Can I ask what you think of the eclipse? I'm very curious and excited. I've never seen one. Are you? Have you been looking at it? Huh? Have you been looking at watching? Not it? yet. Not yet. You want to see? Has the stuff already? Has yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Oh wow! I can't see that from mine. I think. Oh really? Are oh you? yes, I can. Huh? I looked like half an hour ago, and it wasn't like that yet. What's your name, by the way? Mirto. My name is Drew. Nice I, I'm from you. Canada. I just got here. Oh, cool. I'm from London. Oh, yeah? Welcome. Yeah, it's kind of a relaxed vibe here, hey? Yeah. Definitely. Have a good festival. I feel like I'm having a quiet walk in the woods right now. But in fact, there's 30,000 people. But, you know, there's always folks like me who are added to the melange halfway through. This is the reason we're all here. What I see through these glasses is like just the slightest sliver of brilliant orange. Almost like you took orange sherbet and dipped it in some type of crazy acid and then flung it up in the sky and it just stayed there. In fact, it reminds me a little bit about my conversation last night with the gas station clerk in the town that built the nuclear bomb. There's nuclear reactions happening up there. And yet, something as small as the moon is about to blot it out. I love that there's just like a beach ball floating in the sky. Now if you stood in just the right place, you could have the sun blocked out by the moon, blocked out by the beach ball. Hey, uh, my name's Drew. I just got here to the festival, oh, nice. doing interviews with people about the clips. Have you had a chance to look at it? Yeah. What do you Are think, you really? Man? Oh, yeah, I wow. do a radio show. It's called Frequency Horizon. It's just like a little thing up in Canada. Oh, no just way. came down from Canada. Very cool. You should talk nice. to him. He's Canadian. No way. Yeah. Where are you from? Uh, Edmonton. Oh, really? Tofino. Uh, what? What up? Yeah. Sweet. What's your name? Brent. Brent? Yeah. yeah, my name's Drew. Drew. We do a podcast. It's called The Frequency Horizon. This is a little bit of a last-minute thing, which for Canadians, as you know, sort of not such a last-minute thing because it takes a couple of days to get down here. But uh, yeah, you've been you've been watching it. You you got like you want to see it for a minute? Yeah. There's some extra. He's got a, he's got some custom ones too. Pretty legit. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. You got a six-pack right going on. Right? <laughs> you know what? Plus the ones that have no lenses in them. Are those prescription? So it's like six, seven. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
they just they, they work though. It. Yeah, you can actually see it. Oh yeah, it's like a sliver left right now. Yeah, it's getting there, man. Yeah, it is. Holy moly, donut shop. <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna make it, man. I woke really? up in my car this morning, and I was just like, I'm like so far away, and I don't my my internet stopped working, so I didn't have the directions. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. Or a ticket, and here I am. Dude, it's funny how you just like make it happen. Yeah, man. Oh, you just rolled in here? Just like seconds ago. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah, it was like one of those things, you know? It's like, I think I can pull it off. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everyone's like, nah, you can't, nah. I'm like, let's, I'll show you. <laughs> you can hear the cheering starting in the distance there. Now I know the right way to go. Oh man, the light has started to dim. This is cool. Looks like someone put a polarized filter on reality. Uh, yeah! <laughs> Here. What do you think, man? It's awesome, man. I've been waiting for them. just in time me too i just woke up i woke up and i noticed it like getting dark and i was like oh shit i got up and i'm like oh this i gotta see amazing what's your name bud joseph what's yours joseph drew yeah i just got here from canada oh did you yeah cool man Fuck yeah yeah me too It would have been cool to be down there too, but... Yeah, most definitely. That's what I was trying to get to. I was like, ah, oh, you know, we're probably just not going to make it. You know what, in a way, it's like kind of better. It's like... Like when I was driving here, you saw like people like kind of by themselves or like with like a friend or family member or something. Just about to take it in and I was like... You know what, like... Yeah, it's like a communal thing, but in a way it's sort of like... I don't know, a personal thing too, maybe? Most definitely. So... I know, I wanted to experience it sober as well. I want to remember that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of people aren't like Like, I'm like as sober as I'm going to be. Same. Like, this is the best way to do it. Is this festival still going for a bit, or what? Yeah, it didn't. doesn't end until, I think, Wednesday. Where are you from, yeah. dude? I'm from, like, elsewhere. Where's that? Is it in California, sorry? Oh, okay. Like, uh, two hours, I'd say, uh, north of San Diego and an hour or south of LA. Get it going! Wait, I can't, I can't hear you, brown
because you have the whole West Coast kind of dancing together at this party, and it's it seems very inclusive, and it seems very like easy, and it seems like hey, if you don't like something that's happening at one stage, there'll be something completely different happening at the next one. No judgments and hard hitting electronic music. It's up my alley, right? So that's what you'll find if you check out my radio show. It's Frequency Horizon. It's on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. Any podcast app that you can imagine is probably there. And I'll be putting a rebroadcast of that little segment on the show. So check it out. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming and putting in your time and creativity like so many others have. Uh, I'm going to be playing Tor, who is also living in British Columbia in Vancouver. He is playing a sunrise set tomorrow. So if you are fortunate enough to be staying with us for another day or two, or shouts out to the green team, they really need your help. We are all on the green team. We are all part of this community. So please take your things with you. Tor, a beautiful music producer out of Vancouver. Enjoy. This is Natasha, 94.5, Eclipse Radio. sensible option for apparel in tough city. Whether you're visiting and realize you forgot your rain jacket or need rugged workwear, we've got you covered. From proven tough suppliers like Carhartt and Helly Hansen to miscellaneous items like Tiva flip-flops, embroidered souvenir tees and postcards, Tofino Life Clothing will get you what you want. We've got stylish Cougar brand waterproof shoes and boots, sketchers and high-tech footwear, colorful kids rain gear, and many more quality brands. Treat yourself to a little TLC, open 10 to 5, seven days a week. Co-op, you're at home here. The Frequency Horizon is sponsored, oh, I'm so gracious for it, by Tofino Co-op. Cool to be back in Tofino, back enjoying the whims of summer. Seems like things have calmed down a little bit in the last week or two, but things are still pumping along. Gives me a chance to reflect on another music festival I went to, Enchanted Forest, just a few months ago. And while I was down there, I went to another broadcast studio, and that one was at Berkeley. The guy who was running the station at the Berkeley Journalism School is actually in a, a group called Reverse Gravity. And while we're in a situation where we talk about the moon disappearing, I'm also thinking about different types of reversals, such as what would happen if gravity reversed? Well, it's always fun to think about that while hearing an acoustic take, a demo, in fact, of one of the band's songs. This one right here by reverse gravity it's uh you know it, it's it's references caravans because you know trailers trailers. this one's called the lost caravan demo and that's a motif that i think really resonated among the burners and the hippies and the neo-tribal you know travelers 
well, Neo tribal. We're gonna clip. So that's why I wanted to play it in the background. Well, you get a chance, check out clips. So that's reverse why I gravity. Play it in the background. You get a chance, check out reverse gravity. But now let's go into another artist that played at Enchanted, or I should say at um, at um, Oregon Eclipse Festival, and that's Ataya. And this one is dripping. This would be very much in line with the sort of music that was permeating that music festival. Stage after stage, filled with these kind of dope international bassy vibes. So we're here in studio. Look who showed up. It's Fraze. How are you doing, man? Fraze, I believe we can hear you. Ah, yeah. Hey, we can hear you. Fraze, what's uh, what's going on in this fine evening? Uh, we just got all sound checked and warmed up for the Legion and had some food. We tried a new pizza place. It was pretty legit. We've been to Italy and I'm pretty good. So Fraze, we're going to have you switch mics there to that one. 95% of the sure. time that other one is <laughs> yeah. There we go. So, so say all that shit again? Yeah. <laughs> Oops, yeah. I'm probably not supposed to swear it's on the radio. Okay. We're, all right. we're ten minutes out from ten o'clock, so don't don't worry about it too all much. Right. But uh so so we're actually in the background we got a Charles the First remix of Ataya's Drippin'. Nice. That's what was playing when you when you walked in and, and you said that you actually played with Ataya before, is that correct? Yeah, we played a couple of festivals together. He was at uh, Blessed Coast. Um that was back in July, and then uh, he also played at Shambhala, like right before me as well. Oh, really? And yeah. Is it always this kind of really super bassy stuff? Yeah, he's pretty bassy, pretty, <laughs> pretty trippy, pretty like down tempo. It's kind technical of heavy stuff. though, hey? Like it's really like yeah, well, well produced. Yeah, so well thought yeah. out, and uh, that's what I noticed about that as well. Yeah. What a, 
you have some similar kind of vibes going on in your music, but you have that kind of, I don't want to say R&B, but it's like kind of very soulful. You could say R&B. You could say R&B. Would you? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But like, you know, R&B means a lot of things. R&B used to mean like rhythm and blues, you know, like. Yeah. But not like. And then for a while it meant like Christina Aguilera. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right? So somewhere in there, right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Alternative R&B, I think is a good description of what I do. Cool. Some tracks. I like to vary it up. Depends. Live, I usually pick up the tempo a little bit and play some more up-tempo stuff. I've been writing a lot of house-style songs and uh, what I call analog future soul, which is like a mix of electronic music of like trap and garage with more like songwriter-type singer guitar vibes. What I've, what I've heard and what I've kind of noticed by listening to some of the stuff you do is that you have a very interesting setup when it comes to playing live, right? You sort of have the DJ mentality, but you also have a live performance mentality. Right. How do you meld those two elements? Well, it was kind of, uh, it took a, took a long time. Um, I was playing, I played in a band for about seven years. It was called FM Hilo, and we toured around. We actually played at the Legion uh, maybe like six, yeah, six years ago, opened up for the Boom Booms. Um, and it was more like pop, reggae, soul, hip-hop, kind of stuff and um, I just couldn't make that project work financially and just emotionally and physically so I kind of just hibernated for a little while and taught myself how to use Ableton Live and make beats and um, it progressed from there to I was also kind of doing some DJ gigs at the the same time and um, and then I got offered to do uh, a set at Montreal in Montreal called Bass Drive, which was like very like dubstep and like kind of forward bass feature. Drive, like yeah, bass, bass drive, drive is in like the radio station. Um, is it? I think no? it's maybe affiliated. Maybe affiliated. But yeah, yeah, it was like a big thing, and yeah. um, that was like the first time I tried to like just do vocals and guitar and and DJ, and they weren't like all my tracks, and people really liked that. Um, and I thought it was pretty fun because it was pretty easy setup. I just have to go with a mic and my laptop and like plug into a DJ mixer and just like do my whole set that way. And um, I ended up doing a show like that opening for dub effects and that's who put me on to the idea of just like yeah man you can do it by yourself you don't need a band like let's just you know like work on the productions of the tracks and like make loops live and as long as as long as your voice and your message and your vibe is there then people are going to be attracted to it and he was the first one that really encouraged me and considering he's doing it for a living and he's traveling all over the world doing it there's a lot of people that are like oh you should get another band you should get another band and at the time I was just like nah let's Let's see how this works. And uh, I actually uh, went on tour in India and Italy and did a bunch of opening shows for him. And, um, you know, that was about two years ago. And now I've just been um, kind of the evolution of that ever since. What's it like to play in a place like India where, you know, there's oh, this man. Cr- this just this wealth of, of knowledge and culture and musicality that continues to kind of permeate culture? It was it was mind-blowing um just from a culture cultural aspect growing up in montreal like i thought i knew a city and then you know you arrive in in new delhi and you're like oh my god there's so many people and just like the lifestyle and just like cows walking down the street out of nowhere and you know i saw um a monkey breastfeeding from a dog like it was just like straight up like went up and like jacked a nipple and just started feeding you know what i mean So, you know, you just expect the unexpected in India. And when I was playing there, um, it was kind of like the first time after I opened for Dub Effects that I kind of like was really getting into it. 
and um, I hadn't really had it dialed yet, and I didn't really have a lot of like up tempo stuff. Like I was playing a lot of down tempo, dub, and like soul and RB. And then I got to to India, and everyone and they're all like faster, faster. Do you only think faster? Like drum and bass. Like I was just like, uh, no, <laughs> 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 shit. <laughs> so, so I kind of like that started. Then I was like, oh well, maybe I can mix maybe some other people's tracks with my songs, and like kind of like really you know go more dj styles with it sometimes and i do that sometimes and um it's been really fun like at shambhala like i played maybe 80 percent of my own songs but 20 percent of other people's songs that i feel like are just that hypeness that people require at kind of like a, a big party like that where it's a lot of energy and which which is very bass. relevant to what we're talking about today <laughs> uh you came in just just now but this this whole episode is my organ eclipse episode oh nice right. did you go yeah i did yeah wow yeah so that's the whole thing like, i i just like rolled up there i just played a segment where i like was on eclipse fm they have this like little like mobile radio station oh, that they great. had with, that i think the whole purpose of it was just to have like every 15 minutes have like a little thing like make sure you pack your tr trash out with you. I think that was like the whole point of it kind of in a way. It was okay. like just like uh, to have something so that when people get in their car, turn on the radio and then, uh, you know, it remind, you know, certain serv public service messages, but then they had like DJs playing stuff, you know, whatever they wanted. To, and I just rolled up. I got to do a, a, like a little segment on the eclipse that I just nice. played just now about people losing their shit to the, watching the, you know, the total eclipse. Yeah. And uh, that was something else. But that's why I played, you know, for example, Ataya, because the girl that I went on the radio show of um, was actually camping with Ataya and Goop Steppa and a nice. few other artists. I, I'm pretty sure that's what she said. Uh, it was just like right next to where my camp was. And mm. It just made me feel for, I don't want to say the first time, but almost for the first time, that sense of West, true West Coast culture. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm wondering if you have had a chance to witness that, or I mean, you're playing concerts, but on some level, is there like, would you say there's a fabric to our West Coast, you know, Completely. whether it's electronic music scene or music scene? I mean, yeah. it, do, do you think that's an actual thing or is that something people just like to imagine? Well, I've managed to play nine festivals this summer in BC alone. So I don't think anybody in Quebec that I know of could say that they did that. And uh, I'm from Montreal and like just the whole fabric of music out here is just completely different. Um, you know, you have a, a West Coast bass sound that is like international right now. You know, like artists like Sticky Buds or Funk Hunters or that kind of stuff is like on the global charts around the world. And, and it's and BC it's kind of put BC on the map um in terms of sound and uh i might even have i might even play some you know sticky buds later like there's a remix i'm, I'm choosing between two tracks right now but you nice. know like that's just how how relevant it is where it's like okay when i go to represent well what was global you know what was a global eclipse festival to me you know an artist like that that comes from bc might mm. even you know make it into the show and i think probably there are a lot of other people in a similar situation where they go you know what this is music that makes sense to me so mm. um Sweet. You're, you're going to get to share that with folks tonight. Why don't you give me a sense of, uh, you know, what's on the bill this evening? Yeah. Playing with Butterfly Wingtip. Uh, they're local. Uh, Steve Bick and Kathy Stairs, I think your last name is. Um, I've been friends with Steve for like 15 years. He used to sleep behind my friend Mo Tem's couch in university. And... Um, he slept behind the couch because he's like, if you've ever met him, he's like six foot four and didn't fit on the couch. So he slept behind it. And uh, he's like an OG of mine and like we played music together a long time ago. And I'm really excited because he's just about to put out his new EP, their new EP, 
Um, it's called Imitating Art, and I've heard a couple songs on it, and it's dope. And I'm doing sound for them tonight, so it's going to be tight. You heard it here first. <laughs> tight show going on tonight at the Legion. Go check it out. Thanks for coming by, and uh, yeah, we'll no have problem. you get some. One more thing I wanted to say. Thanks for um, coming. I don't have. I haven't put up many stickers in my little trailer, but uh, I put the. I put your sticker up for awesome. some reason. I just like you know it's very uh, you know colorful and interesting. Yeah. I don't know what, and I wanted to ask what it represents, like that 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 square sticker that you yeah, guys have. The album cover. The, the album new, cover. New album. That's the Friends. Um, yeah, maybe you can play a track of after this or something. Um, it's unreleased. It's uh, there's a couple of songs on the internet right now, but we basically been selling those CDs out of the back of the van and at festivals. Um, but that art uh, was made by a Belgian, ha- half Italian, half Belgian street artist that we met, um, and he designed the whole thing and hand drew a lot of the elements. And it's basically like the story of how I made that album. Um, I've been traveling and touring for the past three years and around the world and managed to make an album at the same time. And uh, so a lot of the songs weren't recorded in the same place or or anything. They were just all kind of recorded with my laptop in different apartments and some professional studios and collaborated with people in India and in Berlin and Nelson, uh, BC and Montreal. And yeah, so it's I wanted something, the art to really represent that journey. So if you look deep into it, there's a lot of characters and there's a lot of like little audio jacks and waves and mountains and um, some some relics from my Italian trip. You mentioned Nelson, the girl whose radio show I went on at uh, 94.5 Eclipse FM. Her name was Natasha Cusick, I think. Cusick. Okay. Anyways, I think it was her first time being a radio DJ too. She's like a teacher or something. But uh, yeah, it was cool to have like that, you know, Canada down in the States vibe of putting out frequencies and whatnot. Um, but uh, thanks for sharing this. We'll okay. make sure that uh, in future future days we get some of your stuff pumping through the tough city radio frequencies we got this brand new mixer that just showed up today we're pretty stoked about so uh yeah thanks for coming by and um yeah i'll have to check out your show later all right sweet peace i'll see you there yeah i'm I'm gonna be on at like quarter to 11 quarter to 11 yeah perfect well this show goes to 11 so i'll be able to catch catch some of it and and hopefully you'll listen to my show en route to the Legion tonight because there's plenty more Eclipse to come. Yeah, what's the what's the FM dial? 90.1 FM. 90.1. 90.1 FM. Or you can check us out on Mixler, mixlr.com slash tough-city-radio. Or if you just want the easy way, just go toughcityradio.rocksnow.com and then click through to the live stream. We already got some of you guys on there. But for now, we're going to play another artist who is at Oregon Eclipse, Boy de Bahan. I might have pronounced it wrong. The song is called Antique Cicada. Check it out.
Jennifer Capo. I'm from California. And I'm here at the Oregon Eclipse Festival for gathering. Um, I'm actually here with the One Nation's camp. One Nation's Earth camp. You can hear them in the background talking. Let me see. Two. We just crossed a bridge of semi-clothed people from the festival, and we walk into One Nation's camp. And to the right, you see a big tower with one of the chiefs' face on it. And they're promoting water protectors to unite. And you can sign a petition, which is really cool. People love it because water is life. I went to Standing Rock with them. That's why I'm here today. So let's go in and check out a couple things real quick. And so, this to the right is the ancestral hearth. Was encumbered this with is the responsibility a fire. Of this is a approved fire, 24/7, well manned by four fire tenders at all times. Here you can offer your sacred fire offerings, which means that you can dip your hand into a number of herbs. That's a fire tender over here, and you can walk up to the fire, and then you say your prayers. I think. You say your prayers, and then you release it into the fire, and you let the herb smell come on you, and it's special. That's what that girl's doing right now, isn't she? Yeah. She's like crouched down. She's doing a prayer of some sort. Here, let's look at the herbs real quick. These guys are actually tending the fire. He's been up for 20, probably 20 hours. He was up all night tending the fire. They're like prepping. We are walking as examples for others. What is that you're prepping? Juniper. Yeah. What's juniper for? This evergreen. For the purposes of the protection as a, of these life-giving like waters. Uh, these are life-giving waters the fire, here. The fire and they also need to be respected. Has its teachings behind it. And, uh, but it this has medicines that we use to help us. And sometimes energy around in life latches on to us and can cause us to, to have doubt or fears or stuff, stuff like that or that just not clear pure thoughts this just help us helps us that you take um, pray and try to get there okay so i'm here backstage at one of the areas at uh the organ eclipse festival at the one nation tent tenting area it's like sort of indigenous sort of Native American indigenous Native American from like culture, many different uh, countries came together oh really oh that's cool many different tribes and cultures and you know she actually has a cool project that's related to the ocean and waves which is obviously what I cover for Frequency Horizon quite a bit oh good West Coast culture and stories about people interacting with the ocean or uh, you know their perception of the meaning of frequencies or you know, how things come in and out of their life and it sounds like that's what you're doing a little bit as well this is why I'm intrigued about this life aquatic project yeah. where'd you come up with the idea um, oh man um, so hi everyone um, gosh I, I've been all around the arts writing and so forth and um, the when I finally came back to California near the water I really felt like I was home and I fell in love with the ocean again and um, as a person that has always been a writer or a storyteller um, I decided that I wanted to be a little selfish and I wanted to create a, a story series that involved ocean dwellers and storytellers 
because not very, very, it's not so often that like volleyball players and surfers and all water people, ocean protectors, echo warriors get together in one room and really share personal stories. And I thought, I'm going to figure this formula out and I'm going to make it happen and it's going to be magical. So it's just a story series where I bring eight artists, actually not artists, they feel like they're artists after they're done, but eight um, ocean enthusiasts. And most of the time they're surfers. And um, I actually have my sort of event manager, Morgan Sliff, is a surfer. She's been surfing for two years straight every single day. She hasn't missed a day. She hasn't missed a wave. She's been had broken arms and different things, and she still surfs. So she's got a. She's been real committed. Um, so yeah, um, I got inspired because I just wanted to bring people together, and I wanted people to expose themselves a little bit, and I wanted to put it to music because stories have a rhythm, and when you put music to a story, you bring out the emotive, emotive sort of quality. That was a really long run-on sentence, and I don't even know what I actually said, but I hope it comes through. I think it does, yeah. <laughs> where, can people go, where, yeah where can people go to check this out? Um, at the moment, I'm doing it as a pop-up, um, mostly in California. I've done it at a Nicaragua surf camp. It was really awesome because every single person told a personal story, five minutes each, their ocean tale. They're all surfers. And um, sometimes I go to camps, it depends on where I am and when I commit to doing it. That's kind of how I've designed my life. You might say, oh my God, I know the storyteller. He's got a great story. I'll go follow him. I'll go story cast and I'll story chase. And then all of a sudden the energy momentum for an event happens. And the next thing you know, we're at some random location. Always looks like a lounge and cool. I always transform the environment. And then we're telling stories and I help them with their stories so that it comes out really good and it has stakes. And then we get these musicians like Weird Al Yankovic's guitar player, Chemo. I get all kinds of amazing musicians that just have to wing it. And they're, they're really awesome. So, uh, our coastal cities around the world. Now at one point you went inland, away from the coast. Because probably something that was an idea at least that was important to you, water. You went to the... Uh, Standing Rock? Standing Rock, yeah. Yeah. So that's how I came to know One Nation's Camp here, is that um, this Dakota pipeline and like the, the amount of people that depend upon water um, was really... It was something I thought, I have to experience this. I have to know what's going on. I can't sit back and not know. I have to go firsthand. So I... Um, I grabbed a camera. I wasn't really very good at taking photos, but I said I was a photojournalist because I kind of am in my mind. And you are what you put yourself out there to be. You just arise with a challenge. That's all you got to do. And I just stepped on a veteran support bus and we went to Standing Rock and I documented the entire thing for the entire group. And I'm just sitting there in the middle with one of the founders here that created this camp, Ivan Sam. And um, I just really started to understand how important it is to like take care of this earth because we're really, you know, sure, living off of and, it. Uh, yeah, good luck with but your I don't story session. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay. Thanks for sharing. And
So that was my conversation with Jen Capo, who's doing a really cool pop-up story storytelling project set to music. Similar to Snap Judgment, I think. Maybe the moth a little bit. And uh, all about water warriors and people that love the water. I know you guys here in Tofino love that as well. Hopefully you enjoyed that little sidestep over at Oregon Eclipse Festival. What do you think about that little uh, jaunt, my friend? I don't know. I, mean, I feel like it summed up exactly what all of us feel the ocean's power is about. You know, it's it's above us in every way, and we can't get too cocky and feel like we own it. You can't get too cocky, can we, Max? Right? Like it's it'll if you're surfing it, it might throw you off, right? It's true. Like you. Well, I guess the whole point of being in the ocean and using it to pleasure yourself is to, you know, control it. But at the same time, it's above you in its own way. In its own respect, you can't <laughs> bite off more than you can chew, you know? If you try, you know, it's not going to go too good. I was constantly in that position where I thought I was going to... I was constantly in that position where I thought I was going to... I'd bitten off more than I could chew when it came, up, came down to going to Oregon Eclipse. And, um, yeah, it was really nice to, to sort of see that despite the fact that it was a challenge that they took on um that it kind of paid off you know what i mean and paid off in some really important ways like for example jen who you guys got a chance to meet there she uh, she actually did a report on oregon eclipse for headline news you know what i mean think nancy grace think all those kind of cnn cnn owns it and the fact that she was able to use her insights as a water protector, as someone that's representing, um, you know, the future of progressive movements and whatever, to relate back to mainstream culture in a very vibrant way, what Organ Eclipse is all about. That was pretty cool to see, and I took some inspiration for that for sure, and I was able to, you know, learn about you know storytelling as well. So. Well, yeah, it's great that she can get a, such an important message on a mainstream scale like that. It's usually tucked under the curtain, so. <laughs> yeah. Or just misunderstood or something, you know, oftentimes. Yeah, it's so true. So here we're, we're going to listen to the rest of the song. It's Coyote Kisses, Waiting for You, featuring Madison Love. It's kind of more poppy song than a lot of the other stuff we've been playing on the show, but they did play at Organ Eclipse, showing you that this world takes all types and accepts all types. And this is what I mean, it goes from kind of more poppy to almost psychedelic bass music, digital rust, chopped. Yeah, yeah. 
good a time as any to do our trivia question of the week. You win yourself a $25 gift card to co-op. Our amazing sponsor. All you have to do is answer this one simple question. When is the next total solar eclipse happening? When? Bonus points if you say where as well. Let us know, 250-725-4443. That's 250-725-4443. You can do it. Utah. And here we are at Oregon Eclipse Festival by the lake. You just were in there, hey? 
Yeah. How's the water? It's pretty good. Feels refreshing. It's a good it's, place to go. It's just cold enough that you get that sharp hit when you hit the water. Boom. But not that cold. Like in one second, it's like it's like oh, this is warm, man. But I caught you doing like a little uh, maneuver there. What was that? It was like a backflip or it's called a gainer. A gainer. Yeah. Okay. Just run forward and do a backflip. Cool, cool. And you pulled it off a few times. You didn't belly fall up at least once, or no? Well, the last one I slipped on the takeoff, so I don't know. I ended up short coming around. But I like that. It feels better when you come around short, because then you go head first instead of lying on your feet. So if you do it full around, then you come on your feet, and it's not as cool. But if you do it halfway stall and go head first, it feels better going in head first and rather than feet to me. <laughs> Do you party at lots of festivals like these? Or? This is my first one. Oh, really? Yeah, for sure. What do you think of it? I mean, it's different. Something else, eh? It's different. What type of parties do you usually go to? Um, uh, Are you like a have beer with the buddies at the bar? I haven't drank in what? 10 years. Oh, really? Okay. So I don't drink alcohol no more. Yeah, yeah. But chill. I just try to yeah, just do my own thing, you know? Yeah, the wilderness. I'm, I like uh, a lot of white water, too, in the summers. Yeah, and I like being in the ocean. I'm a diver, so I'm what always would, in the ocean. What would you say you're getting out of this festival so far? Just a lot of nice people, a lot of good positive energy. Cool man. Keep, keep on keeping on. on. Thanks, Thanks for doing the interview. Well, so we're here at the still by the lake, hanging out, breezy vibes coming through, and I bumped into someone that I know. My name is Colby. I'm a filmmaker from Denman Island, BC. And I'm here working on a documentary that's being shot at the festival called The Second Wave and a project of my own. And you got, just so people know, you have a camera here. So I'm assuming it shoots video yep. as well. And a shotgun mic yep. capturing all, the essence of the fest. You I'm know? all geared up. I'm here with my friend Carrie. She's helping me do the interviews. Hey, Carrie. Hi. How are you doing? Good, nice to meet you. I'm Drew. I used to live in the Homeless Valley. Very nice. Now I live in Tofino. Oh, nice. BC. And actually, I'm even camping with just randomly some Canadians, you know, and Sweet. just keep bumping into tons of Canadians from Toronto or Vancouver. How would you describe, like, what the vibe of the fest has been like for you as someone who's been to a lot of festivals? I would say that this festival is the closest I've seen to Burning Man. Like, it has the, the scale and the scope that's um, almost more like a town or a city than it is just, like, a, a music festival or an arts festival. Uh, it still has an economy, though, so there's... It's still like rooted in like the more normal American festival culture, but I think it's been one of the most inspiring and intentional festivals I've ever been to. Um, everyone that's here seems to like have come a long way, and they've like, they, everyone's had their own pilgrimage to get here, and seems like they have a purpose and they're open and participating. Um, I know that I'm going to go to the next Eclipse Festival for sure. And I'm also very interested in uh, symbiosis, as I hadn't been to one before. Um, and from what I hear, they've been growing quite rapidly the last three years. They went from 12,000 to 24,000 to here, which I've heard upwards of 40,000 plus. I don't know the actual the number here. But. Yeah, they were saying 30,000, but you never know, right? Like people keep like you count all the people that have been in and out the whole time, and then and like staff. I mean, I just met a guy over there that snuck in, and like, you know, yes. they're not accounting for that, right? No, we could have so. had our bus full of people. They didn't even look in it. We were in a big bus, and they didn't even open the door. Mm. But they didn't need to, like, worry about it because they sold, like, 30-plus thousand tickets. They, they're yeah. good.
seems everyone's so like caring. It almost seems like everyone has a little extra to share. Why come to a festival with other people if you don't want to like party with them, you know, and share the experience with them, which is what everyone seems to be doing here, and that's super nice. Yeah, and people are really open and wanting to meet other people as well. Like, I'm sure you've experienced it whenever you're walking around and you stop to talk to someone. They actually care and they want to know where you're from and they are interested in what you do and what you want to see here. Like, I know a lot of the acts that I've seen here uh, and some of the stuff that I've seen, it's been from just meeting people on the grounds and asking them what they're excited about. My journey here is interesting because I'm definitely a, a heavy festival goer, but um, I live in Canada and I decided to come down uh, to the States earlier, so I kind of had to pack my bag for this and then Burning Man and then some travels after. So it felt a little overwhelming to want to come prepared and able to gift and share, but also feeling a little bit more limited in my resources and feeling grateful that people are coming with things to share, because even though I did have you know, certain things that I could contribute, you know, like yesterday I threw a pepper in breakfast and you know, there were things for me to bring, but I also felt like a little bit more like, oh no, I'm not at my full festival self. So the travel made it a little hard for me to, to feel like I was a full participant. That being said, I am contributing to, you know, the movie that they're doing and, you know, I've brought a called Enchanted to contribute to my camp. We have a theme camp called Enchanted and we all dressed in costumes one night and went out on a, an intentional parade together to be together for one night. You know, there's seven nights you can get lost a lot. And so it was really nice to have a sense of home here, just really feel comfortable. So I felt, you know, getting here might have been challenged, but being here has been really easy. And I actually got here early enough that I didn't wait in line. So it it, it was neat to hear when I got here, a lot of people were like, no, getting here is initiation. Um, but I guess maybe I felt a little bit proud that getting here, it wasn't too overbearing for me. Yeah, being here is completely beautiful. And the worst part for me was the day we got here Wednesday, I actually hurt my foot. So I had to take a break and the Thursday found Colby and we engaged, okay, we'll work together. But Friday ended up being landlocked in my camp for about 24 hours. And I actually found the beauty in that. I thought, you know, oh, I'm, I'm missing all this music. And I actually have noticed a couple of people that because we're here for seven days and there is so much music and there is so much art, that there, it's not, you don't feel like you actually missed out if you didn't get to a set. So it's been really beautiful to spend time with people and to sit in my community and be with people when they got back and share the energy of what they went through. It was really cool to hear stories. Our whole group in the beginning sat together and went around the circle and told our intention and my intention was to breathe and listen. So when I was kind of trapped in my tent and I didn't get to hear music, at least I got to listen to my friends. So There's been a lot of different things that I didn't expect that have moved me through a really beautiful space and being with people and, and going with flow when it's not what you wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, good job on that video for Adam for the Suspect Hero. Yeah, I was gonna I say. I love that song, man. I, think <laughs> yeah. I just like, it's so Adam, and it's like also crazy Ron. I talked to him about it after, and he's like, oh yeah, we just I just, show, I just showed up, I was just being me, and then they threw me in the video. I needed to do something like that too. Like it's so just silly and fun and like, no one's taking themselves too seriously, but we're also still like trying to make something that looks awesome and like showing to, you know, like, like that shot I got and I laid on the top like the, the roof of a speed, like not a speedboat, but like a boat out on the ocean and I just like laid back and filmed the master take of him like wrapping down on me and just, we just goofed around and had a great time. He's talking about Adam, suspect hero. 
an artist that we played on this show, premiered, in fact, his most recent release. A Tofino artist, a rapper, a wordsmith, shall we say, with an excellent flow. But we sent our reporter, Johnny, you know that uh, British guy that was playing some tunes the last few weeks here on this show? Well, we, we, we christened him as our reporter, and we sent him out to Poolsland and beyond to get some of the happenings. And, and he happened to actually capture Suspect Hero in action as he wandered around Tough City. So let's just do a little flashback here for a second. You know, from Oregon back to Tofino. Let's roll with Adam. So I'm here backstage at one of yeah. the... People call me 12, El Dose. <laughs> cool. What up? Yo, I need the letter. Can I borrow that letter? Or is this one like the closer? Here, see that? I'm just going to snag it up. What's your dog's name? Made music Charlie. Video. Yo, Charlie. Yo, Charles. <laughs> Yo, Johnny. Yo, we're walking the boat, meeting the people. Ah. <laughs> Yo, man, we're just jamming up in a storm in the little booth, man. We've got this recording booth, we're jamming some songs. And I was like, Johnny, let's, you know, we've been jamming for like a couple hours. I'm like, let's walk the boat, meet the people. And then we jammed that. We jammed, let's walk the boat, meet the people, this new song. We just wrote it. And then up again, I was like, okay, now we gotta go. <laughs> it was like, it took like, it was weird. It was just, not weird, but it was just awesome how the, the idea translated from how we were talking about it in our jams. All of a sudden, now we're jamming the idea, and then it was, we started doing it. Like, it was just, you could see the transformation. I don't know what happened within like two or three minutes, but it's kind of cool how songs happen like that. So now we have this little song idea. We wrote a riff and everything. Yo, walk about, meet the people, meet the people, walk about, and meet the people. Hey, yeah, no, we got this hook already, right? It just came out because yeah, we just yeah, wanted to talk about what we were doing. Yeah. So, so kind of, I don't know, I love music for that. It's probably the easiest video I've ever made. It's like the whole process is easy to work with. It was super fun and I love going to Tofino. Tofino's fucking rad. I ran into one of my best friends, um, a woman who was working, took over one of my friends that passed away a couple years ago and I like really needed to see her and I stepped out of the car and she's just sitting there waiting so it was one of those trips too saw black and i brought my son as my assistant my six-year-old came and took behind the scenes photos the whole time we went on like a summer working trip together and that's definitely the first of many of those so it was it was great definitely not the last video i shoot for adam <laughs> that's awesome man yeah hey nice to meet you guys uh, you know Yeah, it was awesome to meet Colby. Actually, I tried calling Colby a couple weeks ago to comment when we did that um, the Suspect Hero rendition of that that uh, the, the release there. So it was, it was pretty sweet to actually bump into him at the festival a couple, couple times, actually. There's a bunch of people down there from here. Um, it would have been cool to see more of them. I'm sure I would have if I would have been there for the whole festival. But um, at the same time, it was cool to be on your own frequency rolling through, whether it's as a journalist, whether it's as a musical um, appreciator, someone who's learning, someone that's growing, and just kind of taking things in because you only learn after the fact cool connections, such as this track, Nobody Home. It's actually a guy named Minilog, and that's a pretty well-known artist out there. This is a dance club release. And I love the name. 
remains of earlier temples. Reminds me of a hardcore history episode I was just listening to about Sparta, about the Greeks as they fought the Persians and how, you know, there were situations in which even those kind of ancient civilizations would come across previous civilizations that for one reason or another had crumbled. I think those are kind of motifs that people that are at these music festivals like to, to entertain. The idea that, hey, here we are in our civilization. We've come this far and we think, you know, look how far we've come. But um, who knows what will happen, right? Things rise, things fall, and it's just nice to appreciate where we are right now. A solar eclipse. Come on. Like, one's better to actually think about these kind of things, so... of earlier temples the original mix that was nobody home aka mini log but you know let's take a step outside the music festival keep your secret secret let's play Isaiah Ziv here I'm just trying to pick your mind we should spend more time slow jams on a late night speaking of like R&B and whatnot the reason I'm playing this is because I found the cover of the album has a solar eclipse on it on SoundCloud anyways check it out my songs every day that's her face I swear that she keep me afloat she keep me in mind all the time like a coach I'm keeping her close She told me a house ain't her own I can feel your heart and it's warm as the summer Remember I was cold as the tundra I don't wanna live life without you Tell me are you gonna be Tell me are you gonna be 
is where the mainstream SoundCloud crew is at, you know, like those kind of trappy, bassy vibes that, let's be honest, bleed right back into the bass music scene. Just keep it in mind. Maybe not when it comes to straight techno, eh? I'm not even gonna play this whole track. Because it's not my favorite genre of electronic music. But what I can tell you is that when you see the creatures that emerge to dance to this kind of music, you have a deeper appreciation of where we are as a society, even if it scares you a little bit. This is when we dip premiere that I found off, uh, I believe it's the Secret Cinema page. It's the African men wear it in the fields when they work. 
and my friend designed it to make it more like blingy. Well, how's like a West Coast thing? It's got like the shells and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So tell me about this show you're going to. What, what, are you, what are you expecting? What are you anticipating? Well, it's a dance performance. So my friends are like super into hip hop and, and um, modern dance. And so they're from Ithaca, New York. And yeah, they're like professional dancers. So I'm like, let's go. <laughs> right on. Well, I'll let you get back to it. Thanks so much. Now I got the chance to spend some time chatting with some Psytrance dudes. They're from Toronto, from believe Vancouver as well, made their way down to Oregon Eclipse. These Indian dudes loved them some chillum and loved Psytrance. I'm not a huge fan, but we're going to play the rest of this track, Ace Ventura, Say What, because one of the stages was basically all Psytrance. was Ace Ventura with Say What, but now we're going to play Goop Steppa and Il Chill with Heavyweight. More badass bassy vibes. And actually Goop Steppa was camping with uh, the lovely radio host that I got a chance to participate with. As you heard earlier, Natasha Cusick. Inner light, massage, and body work. Camping with Goop Steppa, part of the West Coast bass scene. This is heavyweight. I'm heavyweight.
Yeah. Do it gargantuan. Always plan to win. Presidential leadership, no cabinet. Any door impeding progress, smash it in. Can't stop moving forward, too passionate. Upgrading in life, every earth rotation. Future facing, no circle racing. Victory is in the process, appreciating the essentials, no nonsense, staying dedicated, it's a long stretch, going rounds inside the ring until the gong hits, feel it in your chest, like bong rips, go ahead and get comfortable, it's a long trip, I try to stay away from thinking that it's childish, but I'm close to the edge, close to violence, traveling these roads, heavy mileage, Heavyweight crushing fools at a steady pace. Light years ahead of any competition. Some somewhere in the future, anytime I'm present in the world that can be excessive. Hit you with hard body blows and frequent succession I'm letting go of worldly possessions They hold no power over me and life more to see Building up my muscles, especially my mental Maintain focus and reach greatest potential And you really get that sense like the big boys are out to play. I love hearing just a really laid back track, but real deep and almost sinister in a way. Song that's Goop Steppa and El Cho with heavyweights. But I promised you some ambient. And I think it's important to recognize that at a festival focused around the eclipse, sometimes just want to recharge and there was plenty on offer entire stages in fact focused around building in that sort of healing energy Kamalila Soul is an artist that I think fits that bill this is Arpa Camilla Thank you. 
This whole show has been looking at the solar eclipse that just happened from Oregon across the continental United States and beyond. But I, I, I realized when I was putting together this show, this isn't the first eclipse that we've covered in a particularly unique and interesting fashion tied into surf culture, tied into West Coast life, tied back to Tough City. Early on, when the frequency horizon had just begun, only seven episodes in, we gazed up at the sky with a bunch of other wanderers, watched surfers, as they took in the experience on a pretty small day at Cox. We looked at a blood moon eclipse. So come with us as we reach into the archives. And get into that phenomenon. So let's rewind to the September 27th, 28th weekend, you know, into the, the week, there was a time of acoustic riffs, laughter, and groups of people howling at the moon, a blood moon eclipse. Now, a supermoon is a full moon or a new moon that's at its closest point to Earth, less than 360,000 kilometers from the center of the Earth, which makes it seem 12 to 14% bigger than normal. 
effect called really scattering, the same thing that creates colorful sunrises and sunsets, is what causes the moon to turn a reddish orange. And these eclipses of super full moons are so rare. NASA says they've only happened five times in the 1900s. And the next one won't happen until October 8th, 2033. So here's your front row view into the experience. In the background, that's Boards of Canada, Forest Moon. Never seen something like this before. To be here to see something special with the moon and the eclipse, it's amazing. I don't have words for it. The moon is red, a little bit more orange, and lighter in, in do you say, downside? In it. Like one side is bigger than the other. Yeah. The atmosphere, everyone is excited to see it. And with the waves in the background. What will you tell your friends when they say, well, what did you do last night? <laughs> when you talk to them tomorrow, your friends from Germany. Last night, it, we saw something special on the Earth, what you can see maybe in 30 years once, and it was nice to be part of it, to see it, and to be here, to be alive, and yeah. What, what can you see? Uh, the expanse of the ocean, a lot of ocean, and the moon shining on it. And shooting stars. You see Milky Way too. Oh, oh the thing about the story. Yeah. Blood moon and eclipse. And yeah, there it is. It's what I expected. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, earlier. So, what do you think when you see it? Are you gonna be like, you know, what, what, what's your, what are you, gonna, what are you gonna think? Are you gonna be super stoked? Are you gonna think it's awesome? Yeah. And you were like, yeah, be think, nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> it's a nice thing. That's what he said. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's the way he pretty much explained it. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I can't say I've ever been to a, a lunar eclipse gathering before. I admit I have actually, maybe it's like one or two people way back when, but I don't remember it. It was never anything like this standing on like Sunset Point with a bunch of people. Yeah, it's pretty beautiful. It's quite interesting because, you know, it's like the whole concept for my show is about like the frequencies that come over the horizon and the different experiences and the moments that you share by being focused on the horizon and look at us, we're all staring at the horizon. Yeah. It's kind of something cool, I think. It is. Yeah. It's actually very, very special and amazing to see something like that. You know, we heard about it um, this, this morning, morning in, in the, the radio. radio. <laughs> Seriously, in the radio. And they said, like, that happened the last time, 1982. And yeah. we were like, whoa, we, we gotta there. do this. <laughs> he has an exam tomorrow, you know? Yeah. And like, 
10 in the morning he didn't learn yet so uh, he didn't study yet that's what i mean and it's crazy but we stayed for the eclipse actually we were driving through um through downtown and we heard on the radio that um, the eclipse is uh, gonna be tonight and we on the way back we stopped at shelter the guy there the manager there told us about um, this this location and we ended up here it's beautiful I had to study for an exam tomorrow but uh, was it worth it coming to check out a orange it moon it definitely was but I enjoyed the sunset as well before that but yeah, it's kind of crazy that it's on the opposite side. Exactly. We get two different vantage points, yeah. two different horizons going at the same time, eh? That's amazing. So when you're about to enter the exam tomorrow and your friends ask you how you, how you studied last night, what did you do last night? What are you going to tell them? <laughs> the truth? I don't care, man. Like, this, is, this, is, this was definitely worth it, you know? I, I could go in the exam and like, do whatever I have to, but knowing that I came here is going to make me happier, you know, in the long term. Because this comes only once in 30 years, so might as well come here instead of studying for math. <laughs> <laughs> it's breathtaking, actually. Thanks to Jenny Horn and Benedict Bergeret from Germany, Dean Scherer and Anthony Prasad from Vancouver, Victoria, and Jeep Joshi from Nairobi, Kenya. I hope you killed it on your own. I hope you killed it on your own. That was our look back in the day, two years ago, in fact, at the blood moon eclipse, a super moon that disappeared, you know, and there's some surfers out there that said that was the best surf they'd ever had in their life, which isn't too hard to imagine. But let's look back towards the solar. Let's look back towards... Eclipse 2012. Here is Hideo Black Moon. Still keeping the moon influence in there, right? Now this is an artist that played at Enchanted, or sorry, at um, Organ Eclipse. We're going to play you, and you're already hearing it, a few seconds from a set that was thrown down during the 2012 eclipse. Only a few minutes left here in the program. But hey, it's always nice to use some time for reflection before we look forward to where we're going for the rest of the week.
So Nick Miller has actually come in here to Tough City Radio Studios. He wants to win the $25 gift card to co-op our sponsor here at the Frequency Horizon. And our question of the week, as you know, is when is the next total solar eclipse? Bonus points if you know where. How are you doing, by the way, tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for coming by. Thanks. It's an amazing light, beautiful light. And uh, I am. It's in 2018 on January 31st. And it will be in... Well, I'm not actually sure where it is. So you're saying that uh, it's going to be 2018? Yes. Um, I did a little bit of research very fast. <laughs> and uh, I found out that it's Wednesday, January 31st, 2018 at 1.29 p.m. UTC. Oh, yeah. And uh, is solar eclipse or a lunar eclipse or what? Total eclipse. A lunar eclipse. Well, let's see what our judges have to say. I'm trying to like do my research as quickly as possible <laughs> because I think you're wrong. But maybe you're right too. Like there's also like the possibility. Are you sure it's a total eclipse? It's a total lunar eclipse. See you're wrong. (laughs) Your own research is proving you're wrong. That's a, a total lunar eclipse. Oh. Okay, we'll be back here in a second. Let's see if we can find someone else that can do a better job of Googling.
We're listening to Hideo Black Moon with Eclipse 2012 mix. But we have another entrant to Tough City Radio Studios. We've got Logan here. How are you doing tonight, Logan? I'm not doing too bad, man. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, it's been a pretty good show. Had phrase in here earlier. We got like a full-on like hooting and hollering at the solar eclipse. Of course, I'm talking about the 2017 solar eclipse, right? The 2017 solar eclipse was pretty gnarly this year. Where did you see, did you see it? I didn't. You didn't. So how no. do you know it was gnarly? I had seen photos. I heard stories. I didn't experience firsthand, uh, but I heard it was pretty. Why didn't you see it? Why didn't you see it? I was a little too busy with the ladies. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know how it is. You know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you're here to answer a trivia question, or attempt to, anyways. You're gonna answer it. We'll see if you. We already had one person bite the dust on this one. It's for a $25 co-op gift card, which you know is like. Pretty much like gold and Tofino. So, uh, our question being, <laughs> when is the next total solar eclipse? If uh, if my calculations are correct, your astrological my astrological corroboration calculations. Yeah, I would have to say uh, July second, twenty nineteen, will be the next total solar eclipse. There you go. That wasn't too hard, was it? There you go. We'll get you sorted out with a $25 gift card for co-op. That was Hideo Black Moon, Eclipse 2012. We're going to play Sebastian Boulert. Noise. Ever heard of this artist before? No, never. Yeah, it's kind of new to me too. I believe this is a Jules Verne remix. Oh, that's cool. And... Um, yeah, we're going to extend this show by maybe five minutes or so. I mean, we got I started a little bit late. Not too late, but, you know, we got to stretch it out a bit. It is the frequency horizon after all. There are ebbs and flows when it comes to tides and electronics. But now we're going to play this song. It's a pretty good one. And uh, first of all, question being, are you ready for it? That requires a yes or no answer. Are you ready? I think yep. we're ready. Oh yeah, he's ready. It's called You're an Orchestra in the Cosmos.
Eve with me all the way to Oregon Eclipse. If you went down there, hit me up on the Facebook, let me know your story. I didn't even tell you about delivering the Coke machine across Washington State in the middle of the night to make it happen. You know? And I didn't even get into the amazing singer with the passion for riddles that I met on the way back. And I'm not going to say too much. I'm just going to leave you with this one final song. You should look it up. It's under light. Search Ari Amici from Salt Spring. E-A-R-I-E-A-M-E-S-I D-A-E-I-R-A Amici Music It's Underlight.
yourself to your limit and even if you fell on your face picked yourself up and you learned something keep singing airy and all of you look forward because who knows what could be coming around the corner I'll see you guys next time round <laughs>